Hey, 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 welcome one and all to the TFL Podcast. You're here with Rowan and Arch and it's been three weeks of NFL glorious action and we are looking forward to week four. It's coming up real soon. Arch, how are you going? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, Rowan. Uh, you must be feeling pumped after your week three. Um, oh, mate, me, not so much, but uh, well done. First in the micro last week, Rowan. Look, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll pump you, you up you. myself rather than having us all suffer through your uh, gloating. So well done. We probably don't need to speak too much more about it, I guess. Uh, no, nah, look, I'm, we'll do a lineup review in a second because, you know, I just want to <laughs> yeah. talk us through the, the genius that of, of me. But no, uh, no thanks. It was good. Yeah, great result. Great result uh, in the micro last weekend. Uh, it was very good. I'm very, very happy with that. It's nice to feel like the results, the process pay off. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. So, yeah. Check us out, guys. You can catch us on Twitter. You can see our individual handles if you're watching YouTube. Uh, so it's at RowanTFL and ArchTFL. And you can yes. catch us on Twitter as well. And you can catch us on Facebook as well. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell and you'll be notified for when we go live. We go live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Australian mm. Eastern Standard Time. Soon to be daylight savings time. And those... NFL games get pushed a little bit further forward in the morning. Oh, it makes it a little bit on. easier Bring to get to sleep, get some sleep. So I'm looking forward to that coming up this weekend. <laughs> Although it's not helpful that we have a midnight London game coming up for us all. So, you know, the, the things we do, the sacrifices we make. Sam, great to see you, mate. Thanks for joining. <laughs> That's it, King. Micro King. Let's oh, go. Spare let's him. Oh, dear. Hey, look, let's throw it up. Let's throw it up. Here's my, if you're on YouTube, here's my micro uh, winning lineup. Had a Lamar Jackson mini stack, really. It was just mm. Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. I didn't really want to bring back on, with anyone from New England. Jacoby Myers was out. I couldn't pick who was the one to bring in. Obviously, Devontae Parker was clearly the one. He had a massive game last weekend mm. against this horrible secondary that Baltimore seemed to have. And I'm looking forward to picking it apart in a minute coming on this week. But Damian Pierce, he was pretty chalky. Well, I thought he'd mm. be chalky, but, you know, the, the ownership was really flat. It was quite low. Yeah, yeah, really low across the board. Christian McCaffrey was serviceable, but Marquise Brown was where it was at. He's the one that won me. Oh, uh, finally got that bring back piece we've been after. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, he killed it. Marquise Brown was fantastic. 14 for f- 140. Phenomenal. All really short passes, though. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. You'd think if you're getting 14 receptions, you're getting a little bit more than 140 yards, but I'm going to yeah. take it no matter what. Uh, Greg Dortch, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs and McCaffrey. Look, I think, and Amon Ra St. Brown, these guys that were fairly chalky considering, like D- Diggs and Amon Ra definitely were the chalk of the town yeah. last week. But I think what I've learned from this is that if the chalk doesn't hit, then you you, you don't have to hit the nuts to win. You can actually, you know, this doesn't. This isn't a, a lineup that hit the nuts. There's no Mac Hollands here. There isn't a Devontae well, apart Parker from your quarterback. Here. I mean, look, Lamar Jackson went <laughs> went crazy. But the thing, yeah, oh, that's pretty low ownership thing. too. Yeah, which was surprising to me. I thought Lamar Jackson deserves um, the you know the high ownership. But um, yeah, where is he? He was down at. Oh, you went past. I can't even see him. There he is, six percent. Sorry, everybody. But yeah. Look, happy to happy to have that lineup come through. Yeah, hit a top five as well. That was pretty nice. So, nah, good day. It was a very good very day. Nice. And we can't expect to repeat that, <laughs> but we will try. We'll try our best to repeat that. That's so for sure. let's talk game theory. Like, how many lineups in total did you put into the micro? Is uh, yeah. So I put in a hundred lineups. So I, I maxed yep. it out. I had eight quarterbacks that I played. So I had four quarterbacks that I played 15 lineups on and then I played four quarterbacks that I played 10 on. I yep. think one of the things I'm noticing, especially with some of the winners for the last couple of weeks, like Monka Raigai um, and JP, who who won the last two mains in weeks one and two, their quarterback, uh, <laughs> not promoted to the main yet, Sam, not in the slightest. <laughs> um, but those guys were didn't run super heavy on a on a specific quarterback. They still stacked, but they didn't run a specific, mm-hmm. um, you know, like only four stacks or anything like that. I think this week will be a little bit different with the with the game environments that we have coming up. But I wanted to kind of play across the field a little bit, spread my 
ownership across quite a number of players and and see what would yep. come through. But I definitely made sure that the stacks that I was having made sense. Like Lamar and Andrews, I think just you, you put those guys together every single time. So now that was that was pretty good. So yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I had 15 of, and he was uh, part of the, some of the stacks that also ended up in the, yep. those top 100 lineups that I had, which was which was nice. So, yeah, I had eight in the top 100, three in the top 20. So, no, great day. R- really, really liked it. Arch, you, you found yourself ninth in the mini. Still, you're saying you're still finding your feet in that. How are you finding that 15 lineup construction um, going for you? Yep. Yeah. That, look, that's my preferred uh, hunting ground. Um, I like to have, you know, those 15 lineups get my hands a little bit more on them, hand build them as well as, you know, use Mortz's cruncher a little bit as well. But generally like to just get a get that sort of hands-on feel for your lineups. Um, centred around, you know, three main quarterback stacks, like five of each is normally how I would play it. Potentially might move to just two and really just condense it down. And obviously you're going to have weeks where you just, bomb out, but then the hope then the hope is that there's those monster weeks where you sort of fill that top ten leaderboard a little bit. So um that's um uh, well yeah that that's what I sort of like looking at. Um but what I've um just having a look over how things have been playing out in the first three weeks on Draft Stars. Um, had a, I had a little question to you, Rowan, uh, you know, during the week and we're, we're throwing up, you know, what quarterbacks to play this week, what ones to talk about, what values to play. And I just said, look, I, I just get this feeling that the cheap quarterbacks just aren't winning. And whilst they sound like they're good values, we're not actually seeing them in the top 10. Anyway, so I thought, well, we can't leave it at gut. So I went through um, and I've, I've just um, kept to uh, the main and the micro, um, you know, as at the big, you know, multi-entry um, tournaments on uh, draft stars. And um, I sort of divvied up, all right, let's class valued quarterbacks at sub 12K quarterbacks, um, ones that we think, you know, in good spots um, at a cheap price. Um, the I'll call the QB dead zone at the 12 to 14K range. And we'll see why I've called it that uh, in a moment. Um, and then we've got um, the studs at your 14 plus K uh, quarterbacks. And so had a little look um, out of – so. We're talking about six contests, six top 10. So there's 60 places to be had, Rowan. Out of those 60 places, only 16 top 10 finishes went to those sub 12K guys um, compared to 39 studs of 14 plus K. Um, only five in that dead zone. And then I had a look at, um, you know, well, all right, so that's the top 10. What about just taking out uh, the tournaments, like who's winning. Only one sub-12K quarterback won, and that was Tua in week two. And we saw what happened there when he just went nuclear with Waddle and Tyreek Hill double stacks just killing the slate. But that didn't win the micro that week, Rowan. Lamar Jackson. That would have been Lamar, of course. It was. Like he first, second, fifth, and tenth in the micro. So he – you, you're pay, what you're paying for is that huge ceiling that is more often coming from those 14K plus guys. It's only happened once that you're going to win a, you know, a, a mass yeah. multi-entry tournament with a sub-12 guy. So, yeah, basically like just going back over it, so 65% of top 10 lineups have 14K plus QBs. And go. so uh, the number's coming quite convincingly there. Um, the other takeaway, just looking at, all right, so what – what was it about the tw- the sub twelve k guys, the value players that made them actually win? And I looked through, and it's like, all right, well, last week you had your Mac Collins in your lineup, or you had the two a double stack. You you basically hit the nuts at these obscure wide receivers or value guys that you know not other people are on. Like you have to just hit it. Whereas you get that you know top quality quarterback with the high ceiling. You, you've got a little, little bit more leeway in the rest of your line, less pressure on it. So I thought that was interesting. No, that's really good. Thanks for doing the research there, Arch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love, some, love some numbers. That's it. Good deep diving. No, I love that. Uh, super, super fun. Now, good tip. I think that's, that's so true to think about the pressure that you're putting on the rest of your lineup and really draft stars, you know, then they're, they're pricing these guys smartly. Mm. Like it's a, yes. it's a smartly made game that we're playing. And so, there's an element of trust that we can kind of put in the salaries. So actually we're 
these guys are priced up because mm. they are good players and they're expected, projected to do well. And so with a higher median projection often comes with a higher ceiling. So that's it just makes sense, doesn't it? To, yeah. Just think about that. So we're looking then for those value plays elsewhere, you know, because of situation, because of injury, all those other stuff, mispricing sometimes. But, yeah. Yeah. But, no, that's, that's good. But yeah, QBs to avoid though clearly were the 12 to 14K range, 8%. Of something like yeah, they've ten percent on in the top ten. Like it's like it's pretty thin out there for them. It is, and we'll see that this week. Like there isn't that many that are sitting in the, you know, the plus fourteen k range. And there's actually a, yeah, like, you know, it, it's tempting to play some of these twelve to fourteen k guys. But anyway. We are going to jump into our matchups for week four. We've got a few key games that we're going to jump into. So, Arch, let's go. Yeah! Let's wake up for preview time. As we do this every week, I'm always looking at who's currently viewing and watching to see if our numbers go up or down whenever you just go crazy there and yeah, look, yeah. We've, we've we've stayed there look uh, thanks everyone for continuing to watch on our youtube live stream with, with i don't know Archie's where it started but it, it must continue i guess must That's, you know generally cmos from aussie fantasy football great aussie based podcast by the way yes, you should check yes. them guys out now definitely well actually not now maybe uh, when we After. finish up That's right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah great guys um but yeah but their their encouragement uh, obviously has kept this segment going so no nah, love blame it. him I will continue to blame. Well, him. thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yes, we do love Crazy Arch. It's good fun. We're going to jump into our first matchup for the week, and it is Buffalo at Baltimore with an over under of 51 points. Look, mm. Baltimore, let's just talk about their defense at the moment. They've been giving up the most passing yards per game with 352 passing yards per game. Uh, rushing. Middle of the road, 104 rushing yards per game at five yards per carry, though. So, you know, that's the seventh most out of the league. And they're giving up 25.7 real points per game. That's ninth. So we're looking at this. I'm looking at this going, okay, where are places to attack? And Baltimore's Mm. secondary is either injured or just poor. It's a great place to, to, to start. It's a great place to start. So safe to say... Bill Stacks, Josh Allen. We want to play these guys. Yeah, you know, it's just the way that it is. These Josh Allen is an absolute gun. We're going to play him. But the other side is also interesting as well. If you've paid attention to the news, Buffalo have lost starting cornerbacks and safeties to injury as well. And you got to look at this and go, all right. The past three games, they've been really stout on defense. So the defense numbers that you'd be looking at from the past three weeks, really good. 156 passing yards per game. That's 31st. 57 rushing yards per game. 31st at 2.8 yards per carry. 31st. 12.7 points per game. Equal 29th in the league. So looking at that, you're going, okay, Buffalo, you know, you're pretty good. But there is an opportunity here for guys like uh, Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews to to pounce, I think. So now I'm looking forward to seeing how this game is going to be played, but I think the 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 ownership across the whole slate, I think, is really going to be focused in on this yeah. game. Like this is the highest total, 51 points, like I said, and it's a place where we, I think, all want to go. We all want to go here because we trust Josh Allen and we trust Lamar Jackson. They're putting up great numbers. Why not we just why don't we just go here? So I think within that there's a real sense of chalk. And so we've got to think yep. about how do I get different within this game? Now, Tyler, thanks for the question. Start JK. JK Dobbins, I'm assuming. He's really cheap. He's really, really cheap. I think JK Dobbins is sitting there around the 8K mark. Let's just have a little look. Yes. Min price. And so if you trust that he's, that he's coming back from the injury, right? He's coming back. Yeah. If you think the Baltimore can get up in this one, and they look, they, they traditionally like to run a lot, but they've been so efficient through the air that they're, mm. they're rushing they're passing. Rate, yeah, their, their pass rate's really high. Rushing rate's quite low. So, look, I probably don't want to go to J.K. Dobbins too much. I think I'm going to fade... A lot of the running backs, Brad. Thanks yep. for tuning in, Devin Singletary. Sneaky play. Yes, I think he was sneaky, sneaky last play. week. 
That's the thing. And he came he's in coming for off you that, last week. Was it nine receptions last week, I believe? Yeah. I can't go there again. I'm a, I no. can't go there again. I know he's cheap. I know he's cheap. And I know that typically we go, the way to get different in one of these chalky games is to play the other position. Let's play the running backs instead of the wide receivers. I don't know if I can do it. I think there's too much value across the slate. So I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm probably going to pass on all the running backs, but hey, maybe that's how you beat me in the micro this week uh, by doing that in, instead. So I'm looking at this. I'm happy to double stack either side. Uh, I would not be excluding Mark Andrews from my Lamar stacks. I don't know if I really want to play Lamar without Mark Andrews this week because of just that connection that they have. He finds him in the end zone. Mark Andrews is just a, a yards after con, uh, yards after catch. God, like he's, he's phenomenal. So he's leading all tight ends in air yards as well, mind you. So Mark Andrews is, is, is a beast. Stefan Diggs mm. on the other side. He's going to be who I'm playing a lot of, but again, so is the field. So how do we get different? Maybe Gabe Davis is the one that you, you push. Uh, maybe it's Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie still sitting there at, oh, like he's cheap. He's so cheap. He's 6,500. <laughs> Like for a guy that they're playing in the slot a lot mm. and, you know, he's clearly a key part of this, this offense, you know, seven for 76 and a, and a touchdown last week. Plus he got a rush in there as well. I love Isaiah McKenzie at that price. It really softens the Allen stack. If you're going to double stack, which I think really we should be in this game, you know, Allen Diggs and McKenzie actually is a nice little stack here. Yep. And you can bring it back with Mark Andrews. So look, yep. if I'm going to stack this game, it's going to be, yeah, Lamar and Andrews with a Bateman or a Duvernay because these guys are just getting it down the field. They're always a threat for big yard, big gains. Bring it back with a Diggs or a Davis. If I'm sacking Allen, then I definitely want Diggs involved. I would then pick between Davis, McKenzie, or Knox. Knox has been quiet, but you know mm. he pops up for big games. So He's out there. He's out there. He's always out there. And then I'm definitely bringing that back with Mark Andrews. So now, look, the offenses are healthy. The defenses are not. It's it's a recipe for a shootout here, Arch. What do, what do you think before we move on? Yeah, no, no, I love it. And look, I think the way I want to play this is I, I want to get a sense of who's going to be, what's the popular side going to be? Is it everyone's just going to play equal amounts of both? Um, I've got a feeling maybe Alan might be the popular guy just because he's got digs with him for a, a not like a, a stack. I think the Andrews Lamar, it, just, it does – it feels like you're eating up a lot of salary with a tight end. Um, so I don't – to me, generally what happens, if a quarterback goes off, the opposing quarterback generally is keeping up with it a lot of the time. And so I'm probably leaning towards Lamar in this game. But, yeah, pass catches all the way. Stay away from the running game. Let's just keep it simple. For sure. I just want to say, like, yes, Mike Andrews has a lot to spend up at tight end, but – for what he can do, at like, yeah, at twelve thousand two hundred seventy, I think is still a really nice price to pay. You're not paying thirteen k plus for a tight end here, like and Mike Andrews can, as he's shown, he just he's, he's gone twenty nine points essentially <laughs> last two weeks. Well, well here, here's it's, a stat, Rod. It's, it's huge. Out of when when last week, every time he ran a route, right? Well, when yeah. he ran a route, he was targeted. Every second route, basically fifty percent of the time he ran around, he's getting targeted. It's ridiculous. Like, like you don't see that. he's on thirty nine percent targets per route run for the year. Like that's outrageous. It's stupid. So he's going to be chalk. Oh. He's going to be so chalky. But you got to ask the question: like, Can I get off this? And how do I get off this to be able to actually, you know, elevate? Yep. Anyway, so let's we're going to move on to some other matchups now that. Really, I, I'm surprised we're talking about this next one, Arch. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when 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 you put it on the run sheet, I'm like, what what, we, what have we got an Atlanta game going on in here? <laughs> Cleveland, a uh, Brissette versus Mariota. If you told me that at the start of the year, what the bloody hell are we doing here? But the over uh, under is 49 in this 49. game. 49. <laughs> like, here we go. Uh, look, this is a run fest. Both teams, uh, bottom five in pass rate over expectation. So expect a lot of the ball on the ground here. Um, Atlanta is third in rush success rate 
and you know, and Cleveland. Well, I mean, it's Chubb, and Chubb's the number one running back in fantasy at the moment. Kareem Hunt's the RB fifteen on the year. Not far, the, you know, not, he's an RB two as well for the year. So we're 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 looking at a, a great running matchup here. Uh, which makes me wonder about that over under. Like, if this is going to be a ground, you know, ground and pound uh, type matchup or not. Um, but we can see the defenses just aren't that good. Like, they're they're giving up a lot all over the place, aren't they? Like, let's talk. Let's just have a quick look at um, you know on the Atlanta side. Atlanta D is 29th in pressure percentage, meaning basically uh, Brissett is going to have plenty of time to pass. They're not pressuring him. And uh, the 30th in 15-plus yard receptions given up Atlanta. So I, I don't mind a little bit of Amari Cooper this week. You know, we we, we can see, uh, you know, we saw that he's, he's clearly had a, had a couple good weeks. Um, and I think that, I think this continues this week as, as Brissett gets more and more used to that, um, you know, running with the ones with with Cooper as well. I, I don't mind him, you know, the only thing prohibitive of of. Amari Cooper, I think twelve point two k is it's you're not getting super value there, are you? Like it's you you are eating a little bit of salary, you know, for an Amari Cooper. That's but yeah, let's not uh, like his highs are high and his lows are low. Like yeah, he is an inconsistent player traditionally, but from his current form, you can't deny it, and it's a solid pick. No, it'd yeah. be a solid pick for sure. Yeah, no, no, and and especially if if, if Cleveland get out to a uh, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what I was going to say then. But anyway, let's move. <laughs> Here's a question uh, for what you, we, Arch. Yeah, let's yeah. just come on. The jokey 10 targets legit or is it an outlier? Um, I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's second in route participation on the team. He's 82% and, and he's commanding 37% uh, targets per route run. So they seem to be wanting to get him involved. Um, and so if he's on the field and getting involved, that that's a nice little recipe. Um, and while he's still comparatively cheap, I think it's still a good play. I think he's going to be a popular play. Obviously, the points chases of 23.9% at, at points, sorry. I think, you know, he'll, he'll command some ownership, but I think he still should, you know, get a few uh, targets there this week. Um, which brings me uh, just if we want to just stay on the Cleveland side, we let me talk about our value play. What do you reckon, Ron? Yeah, let's do it. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Um, value of the week has to be Nick Chubb. We we talk about like it seems a little bit obvious, Ron. He's the number one running back in fantasy as we speak. Yet, what is Draft Stars uh, you know, priced him at? It's outrageous it's sub 12k it's 11.6k like what are we doing here we have to play Nick Chubb uh, look uh, we've seen the ceilings this is a plus matchup against Atlanta defense that they are going to ground and pound this game Nick Chubb play him at value like just a like he's put up he's averaging over 100 Rushing yards per game. He's put up That's four out. touchdowns. He's catching a few passes even at times. Oh. So Nick, Chubb, oh yeah, Nick Chubb's a, a gun. He's a gun, and you're right. The, the plus matchups aren't going away for Nick Chubb, so no. you just kind of have to keep playing him. And if he's going to be the price there at eleven thousand six hundred sixty, I mean, lock that away. Yep. In all of my cash lineups, there's Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah cash running. Obviously, the the fear in a GPP is that Hunt gets the two touchdowns that go to the running backs for Cleveland and he's left on, you know, on his own. And look, you still get your hundred yards rushing, um, but in a GPP, it's not what you want. So um, I think, I think it's still safe. Look, yeah, let's look at those totals. It's only week one that we saw Hunt, um, you know, take those touchdowns, but we know that Hunt's a quality player as well. And so look, I don't mind playing both of these running backs, not in the same lineup, but uh, I'll have this, I'll have a bit of both. Definitely. Three. For sure. Talk to me um, about a- Atlanta. Yeah, I'd love to, Rowan. Um, Browns are the, also 25th in giving up 15-plus yard passing plays. They are also not doing great uh, against the pass. So I, I do like Mariota here um, stacks with um, Pitts or London. I don't Probably a little bit too thin to double stack, um, but um, 
yeah, I, d- I don't mind uh, a bit of Drake London this this week. Um, we everyone was on him last week, thinking you know after we saw what's happening, everyone's like, oh, it's the London show. Pitts is no longer going, you know, part of this thing. Then it switched. I think we're just going to have to. We're going to see that week to week, and you know, you got to sort of pick which one uh, you want. But I think you mix in a few stacks of of Mariota Pitts, Mariota London, and I think you know, I think they'll do good. The good thing is that you have the salary. But as we've seen, you know, what's Mariota's salary, Rowan? He's 11-2, so he's just sub-12. He's sub-12. So, like, it's the classic you need to hit your other plays, though, and it puts that pressure on. And so just be aware. I think London and Pitts are, are potentially players that, like, you, if they don't hit, obviously Mariota doesn't hit and you, you line up's dead. So there is a risk there. Um, Cordero Patterson, I think, is a nice play. We saw him have um, a 60-plus percent snap share. He only had that twice last year, I think it was in game. So we're seeing usage higher than we saw last year, and we we all know how much of a good year he had last year. Um, and Atlanta, as, how's this? This has surprised me. I was reading today. Atlanta's offensive line somehow ranks number one in adjusted line yards. No, that's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Against the Rams even after yeah. that game. That's crazy. Yeah. Whatever Patterson could be a nice little pivot off of Chubb. If you if Chubb gets the steam in 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 GPPs, you know, and you want to play a little contrarian and in a good spot, Cordero Patterson's there. Um, so I don't mind a bit of CPAT. Um, so let's you know if we want if I'm thinking of how I'm going to stack this game, Rowan. Obviously, uh, we've talked about Mariota with London or Pitts, um, and I think. The bringbacks that I'd be looking at are probably Chubb or Hunt or maybe Njoku there. Um, or really, or Cooper as well. Like, it de- depends on how you think this game's going to go. So, obviously, you're not going to put Pitts and Njoku on the same lineup. Look, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be unique, but probably <laughs> unlikely of hitting. Um, but yeah, I, 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 think I, I think I'm on Cooper this, this week. I just like the, the the matchup for him, um, and so yeah, I, I wouldn't be mind playing him. Maybe and maybe just some mini stacks. Maybe if I'm not going to use this game uh, as one of my main stacking in the mini, I, I probably could see myself having a few Cordero Patterson Cooper mini stacks going around. Yeah, that's not a bad choice at all. Yeah, I think the Falcons are going to become my DFS darlings this year. Like they're just going to be that team. We've that talked like- about Mariota every week. We have. <laughs> And it's the rushing upside. It's the apparently good offensive line play that we get to, you know, <laughs> enjoy with Marcus Mariota. So, like, I'm going to buy in on that. That's for yeah. sure. So, no, I'm I'm a big fan of this game. It's it's sneaky. That's for sure. The next game that we're going to look at though is Seattle and Detroit, and this is a game that was you know started up quite high. I think it even mm. reached an over under of 49. It's gradually coming down, so it's currently at a over under of 48. Detroit are five point favorites here. But let's just have a look at the practice report that's been that's been happening. And we had all today. These are the players that did not mm. practice. TJ Hawkinson, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ra St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, and DJ Chark. So let's just look at that as, you know, five of the top six skill position players that you know, Detroit have been leaning on and relying on for the last three weeks and they've put up wicked points. You know, the, mm. the Detroit offense has been humming. It's been great to watch, but these guys are all not practicing. So there's a lot of question marks going on right now. And so if we don't see a Monroe St. Brown, if we don't see TJ Hawkinson, if we don't see Josh Reynolds and DJ Chark, uh, we, we're pretty sure we're definitely not going to see DeAndre Swift. Then the question remains, where is this going? And if this means that the total is not going to hit, then I'm looking at this game and going, mm. all right, this is a big, big fade for me. However, Seattle, they're giving up 157 rush yards per game. That's the second most over the, over the first three weeks. The one player that is healthy is Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams <laughs> has had the goal line looks and he's priced here below 10K at 9,800. He had a fantastic game in week one against Philly with two rushing touchdowns. He had a fantastic game last week for 87 rush yards, two rushing touchdowns, two receptions for 20 receiving yards. Jamal Williams is a guy that 
is going to get used. And he's he's the heart and soul of this team. We've watched Hard Knocks. We've seen what he's like. You know, he's going to put his, give his all, right? As if no yeah. one else is playing, he'll probably have the ball, you know, 70% of the time. So I, I know he's going to be chalk, but if he's, I just can't fade this guy. Like there's nothing <laughs> like with Seattle's rubbish defense. But the thing is then maybe the script is that Seattle know they don't need to defend too hard on the outside. So they can focus in on the middle and they can stop the run. So there's some questions here. I think that's the scary part mm-hmm. about this game is that it's lots of questions at the moment. Hopefully by Sunday, our Sunday, we're going to have those things cleared up and we can, you know, wake yeah. up and, and to be me, Ron, confident. But to me, Ron, this is this is like, and, and and I threw him up as a potential fate of our week, and, and you hated that. Like, <laughs> but the thing is, we've seen time and time again running backs that become super chalk at low price fail and and not work out. Tell me why that's not the case. Opportunity. It's a hundred percent opportunity here. Like, it's there is no one taking opportunity away. Just yeah. none. So. I'm going to be pretty light on him. I don't, I, I want to get off. If everyone's on, I want to get off. Fair enough. Look, here's the place that you can probably do this because Detroit are also rubbish on defense. They're giving out the fifth most rush yards per game at the sixth most yards per carry, mind you. So if I'm going to swap this around instead of playing to the Detroit running back, then Rashad Penn, yes. who's been and playing that's 60, where I'm at. He's playing 65% of the snaps ahead of Kenneth Walker. Travis Homer's gone on to IR, so he's not in there anymore. So I'm looking at this. Look, he hasn't had a phenomenal game, but if we think back to last year. So no one's going to be on Penny. uh, You think not. And he's, again, 9,200. This is the play. This is the play, Rowan. All right. Look, I'm hearing (laughs) it. I'm I'm with you on it. I I, I really am. I think, again, large fields, you want to be playing Rashad Penny. I think if you're playing head-to-heads and six-man games, then play Jamal Williams. That's totally fine. But if you're in the if you're in the mini, uh, sorry, if you're in the, or the micro or the main, then I think Rashad Penny is a place that you can go, and he could have one of his big 100 yard gains yep. uh, plus a touchdown and and easily two times that salary. So I'm looking at that going. Yeah, that's a pretty good place to go. I think let's think about the um, just quickly the wide receivers. I actually really like Lockett and Metcalf. Like priced in that 10k range makes them fairly cheap compared to others. Both are seeing over eight targets a week. Lockett mm. looks best at, he's averaging uh, 2.27 yards per route run. Like he's getting the ball, 28% targets per route run uh, for the team compared to, you know, DK is only at 1.35 yards per route run and 25% targets per route run. So Lockett's, you know, Gino's guy at the moment and yep. he's getting a, a longer looks down the field and he's getting targeted more than the rest of his team really. So now I'm, li- I'm liking Lockett. As you know, if you really want to stack Detroit, and because we find out that guys like Josh Reynolds are playing and DJ Chark's playing, because you know, those guys are cheap. And Josh Reynolds coming off some good games here, six for 96, three for 38, and one, then I wouldn't, you know, mini stack it. Play Josh Reynolds and play Tyler Lockett if you think this game is going to hit the over. If that's where it's going to go, then I think those plays make a cheap mini stack for your, for your lineup that. Could yeah give you solid value potentially three times value here between the two of them like yeah so I'm looking at at those guys going you know there's still something to be said and I think people are going to pivot off of it the more the injury news gets delayed if we don't have answers by later in the week then that's probably a way to go so stack yeah golf and a, and a cheaper play and uh, then bring it back with Lockett or Metcalf or play Penny and maybe you still want to bring a play a Reynolds or a DJ Chark with, with a Penny as well. So there's a few options here. I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate no. it, but it's not pretty. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Next up, Jacksonville, on. Philly. Talk us through it, Arch. Yeah. Look, this is probably my second game that I'm going to target this week. Obviously the Buffalo Baltimore is the numero uno. Um, but here we have Jacks, a frisky Jacksonville looking pretty <laughs> sharp so far this season. Um, again, you know, visiting Philadelphia Eagles, which are just, I mean, you can't fault the pl- the team at the moment, which hurts. Um, um, oh, they didn't mean that pun. But anyway, just <laughs> um, <laughs> threw me. Solid. Yeah, real yeah, solid. Yeah, thanks. Uh, over <laughs> under a 47 uh, on playup.com.au. Uh, Philadelphia touchdown favorite. Um, 
look, both what we're looking at here, the, the pace is going to be here. Top seven, both teams in neutral situation pace of play. Pace means more plays, which means, you know, more points. Um, what's interesting is that, you know, the over-under started at 48.5 just yesterday. Uh, might have even been a bit higher before then. That's when I um, started looking. It's been bet down by a point and a half already. I'm um, interested to see if that continues. Um, but I think this is a game that Philadelphia is clearly the side of of this that you want to attack. Hertz has been in the top 10 uh, ridiculous amounts. I mean, let me just quickly do a quick count here on my sheet of, of research that I did. <laughs> I mean, last week he commanded the top four places in the main and eighth and tenth. So that's what, that's six spots there. Like Hertz was in the top 10 in week one as well. Like he is... Uh, as close of, as a sure thing you can get in fantasy DFS at the moment. Price is probably, it, it'd be the most expensive he's been so far. Um, we've often had Hertz in the 14, 15K range. Now he's he's hit 16. You've you got to keep playing him, don't you, Rowan? You can't, you can't stop. This guy could be 18K and I'd still... <laughs> playing him like let's be honest this guy is just phenomenal yep. he'll has the, the 40 in, burgers like we've seen with um with um some of the, like with lamar allen and tour oh, it's been three um, weeks <laughs> let's give yeah, him a uh, uh, yeah but he'll, he's, get he's, he'll get there no no and but you look he's he's the last two weeks he's got the 300 yard passing bonus um only 20 rushing yards last week, but, I mean, that's against Washington. Like, he could do what he pleased there. The offense just stopped at halftime because they just didn't need to. They're, yeah. just, they're just like, oh, we'll just try a few things. Oh, that's right. Defense has got this covered. So yeah. he didn't need to run that much. No. I think I think in a normal game script, you're going to see Hurts on the ground a little bit more, which probably hurts your Sanders ceiling, um, yeah, especially taking those goal line uh, looks. Um, so I'm probably – look. It's sub 10K Sanders. I've, I've tried to go there the last couple of weeks. I've, I don't think that maybe the play is just there. What do you think, Rowan, with Sanders? Yeah, I think that we just have to we have to quell our expectations and I don't think we're going to see him go. To, it's going to be a rare day that he goes 20-plus fantasy points yep. on, on draft size. No, no. Um, and I think with that, and I think with Hertz, you know, being that scorer on the ground, I think that – takes away from the value of double stacking Hertz. Um, and so, I, again, this is probably a single stacking situation for me where obviously AJ Brown still 13K, but what he can do is just, uh, you know, he can have those, um, you know, 30-point weeks easily. We saw, you know, week one. Um, and what he can do with only five catches the last two weeks, he's still doing okay at 13K. He's I think an efficient Brown. Yeah, third hurts Brown, and especially after a week where Devonta Smith uh, broke out, like we saw what he did, uh, and people are going to be all over that. They love people love getting on the young guys. Thirty three points. Do we think he's going to back that up with that sort of score? Most likely not. He's a young fella, and I think Brown is still clearly the guy there. So I'm going to be heavier on Brown. Uh, hurt stacks. I'm going to still sprinkle in some Devonta Smith stacks. Was there? They're the two. Um, got it's the third target here, and looking into you know he's getting he's out there running routes, but the targets aren't really there. Um, the thing that, that that's really worrying with Got it is that he's only had two red zone targets for the year. All these other targets are in the middle of the 20s. Um, and, in fact, he's had none, no passing targets inside the 10-yard line. And so the high-value touches aren't there for Goddard. So the, that touchdown equity I'm a little bit worried about. And so I'm probably going to avoid him uh, this week, I think, based on that. And I think, you know, the Hurts, Brown, Devonta Smith, that's probably all I'm going to look at at the Philadelphia side. Um. Let's let's jump over the Jacksonville. Haven't they just been nice? Like, I think everyone just likes seeing young guys who've been absolutely screwed over by previous coaches doing well. Like, oh, big like time. finally, someone actually like we've seen Trevor Lawrence in college, like win national championships. Then we saw what Urban Meyer did. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. How such a successful coach can be? Just that. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too many issues. 
Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Getting too handsy in those local bars, maybe. Um, Anyway, (laughs) anyway, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I like the guy. Love the hair. Who couldn't? Um, Is he going to have weeks like last week, every week? No. Is this offense just been super efficient? Yes. So I'm. Do we see some regression coming? And potentially this is the week where Jacksonville maybe just get brought back down to earth, and they just get a little bit of humble pie and just, hey kid, remember you haven't got it all sorted out yet. And so I'm a little bit hesitant to play the Jag side this week. Um, they're not passing deep very often, um, and. Not only that, you pair that with the Eagles who are preventing big plays. They're third in the league. So we're not going to see, I don't think, like your Zay Jones, Marvin Jones on the outside getting those big plays. But I don't mind Kirk in the slot here getting a whole bunch of PPR points. Um, and so, like, But I don't know if there's a touchdown in there for him this week. And so without the touchdown, I don't think Kirk's worth playing. Um Although we saw week one without the touchdown, you know, he gets the 100-yard bonus and you're feeling a little bit better. But his, his price is starting to sneak up. But So to me, it's a little bit – we debated about Kirk being a bit of a fade of the week due to the – I think he'll be popular. People are yeah. enjoying seeing Kirk do well on a new team. But I think, yeah, Jacksonville this week, I'm not too, not too sure. Eagles have also served up nine sacks against Wentz last week. And so uh, let's see if they can get to Trevor Lawrence, put some pressure on there. Um, I want to talk about Evan Ingram as well, Rowan. Only three targets last week. And we talk about tight end. And, and Evan Ingram's been a bit of a value tight end pick throughout the year. Hasn't scored a touchdown yet. He's 84% uh, route participation on the year, though. So he's clearly... Uh, on the field, um, is it of just a matter of time that we actually see um, that that touchdown come? Maybe it's the week where you know Philadelphia shut down the big plays. Evan Ingram's and Kirk maybe are eating up on the, you know underneath. Maybe this is the week for Evan Ingram. So I don't mind Evan Ingram as a, a a cheaper tight end play. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think. Pete, Doug Peterson loves to throw to the tight end. That's a bit of an old adage now, but Evan Ingram is a guy that they want to get involved and they just didn't have to last week. Mm. Zay Jones was having a, a monster game. So why throw to Evan Ingram when he, he can do that? But if you're right, if really going to protect the outside really well, then Evan Ingram is going to have to be a guy that gets involved in some capacity. And at 6K, like you, you're looking at that going, yeah, sweet, I'll play that. That's going to yep. help my lineup. And if he can score a touchdown, then it pays off immediately. So no, I, I don't yep. mind that. Especially if you've got some high-priced guys that hit their ceilings elsewhere. If he, if he fails, he's not going to hurt you. Um, I think the way I'm going to play this game, it's, it's a Hertz, AJ Brown, or Devonta Smith stack um, with a Kirk or Ingram um, bring back. And I'm not going to play around with any other cute pieces this week. No, fair enough. That brings us to the end of our our game previews because there really is only four games that have a solid game environment to really attack and, and, and stack. And one of them was an Atlanta game. That <laughs> was bizarre. So bizarre. But we are going to run through a few key plays uh, that we still think uh, value or or really good otherwise. So uh, let's have a look at some of this. Arch, we're going to start off with a quarterback, a value quarterback. Um, who, who are you looking at here? Uh, look, Rush through this. Not too Yeah, here we, yeah well, We're on the puns today, aren't we? Cooper <laughs> Rush, you son of a bitch. Uh, 10K. Uh, he's the sub 12K guy this week that, you know, People are going to be on. We saw him do pretty well uh, against uh, the Giants. Might just be an actually decent quarterback, Rowan, um, and a great backup that can just keep the offense going. Um, it goes against my whole research today, Rowan, uh, but 10K versus Washington, like it, it, I think it's the matchup against Washington. Go your hardest and let's hope you hit your other pieces. Because it like as we've seen, you need to hit those other pieces, but Cooper Rush is a good value this week. No, that's good. I think the best of the rest is really hard to pick this week, but potentially, like, you might want to go back to some of the old guys and Russell Wilson's there at 11-9 and Aaron Rodgers there at 12-8 and, you know, New England, uh, which Aaron Rodgers is playing against, is giving up the seventh most points to quarterbacks. Las Vegas is giving up the fourth most, and that's who Russell Wilson has this week. So if you want to get cute, 
and really mm. avoid the the Buffalo Baltimore game, or at least in terms of its quarterback, then I don't I don't mind Russell Wilson. He's probably my favorite of of those guys. But again, that's right. I think you, you want to be, <laughs> that's right. You want to prefer the other ones. Let's talk about value though at running back. Mm. Khalil Herbert was a, a jet last week. Yeah, there's a lot of value. Let's be honest. Like Derek Henry's in the eleven thousand, so that's really nice. Uh, James Robinson, we didn't mention him, but he's sub ten k. Jamal Williams is sub ten k. But outside of all of that, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are cheap. David Montgomery, obviously, he hurt himself last week. A lot of people were frustrated by that with their uh, cash lineups, but Khalil Herbert comes in and puts up 160 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns, like just phenomenal. Khalil Herbert is still basement price at 8K. I I am very confident that that Khalil Herbert is a good running back, not just because of last Mm. week, but because of a a stretch of of proof. Anyway, the Giants giving up the third most rushing yards per game and the second most yards per carry. They are 28th in rush DVOA, and we just saw Herbert go bananas against Houston. This defense is not that dissimilar in terms of that, and so – the run game works for Chicago. They are just, they're passing the ball, you know, like three times a game and they're going to run mm. it for 50 odd times a game. So whoever starts this game, you have to watch closely to see if Montgomery gets up. But if Herbert's the starter, like just lock and load, like I don't care. Like I'll be yep. probably playing him like 60% even in the <laughs> micro, like just oh. like seriously, it's a free square. It's a free square. Yeah. Anyway. Until anyway, it fails. Who's a, who, let's go to the other spe- uh, end of the uh, Salaries, Arch, who do you like? Look, I mean, when we sort of were looking at the best of the rest of of the RBs that we, you know, we've talked about, none of them really filled us with much confidence, did they, Ron? Especially the top three guys. Do you want maybe just put them on the screen for us? Um, we've got um, Saquon Barkley is probably the one that looks the best at the moment. We saw him in prime time, uh, showed some burst and I think, you know, and get the score. Um, I think he's probably the best play out of the here. Um, but uh, you know, you look at CMC, you look at JT, they have burnt people the last few weeks. And the, the way I look at it, these guys are quality players, maybe in a GPP, if they've got low ownership, this is where we hit, right? Big time. Um, have we talked about Derrick Henry? To that, I said he was a value just real briefly, but yeah. eleven thousand six hundred is oh, he's so cheap. Just so he's cheaper cheap. than Chubb, and we know the pedigree that this guy has. So yep. I, I unleash the king. I say, King Henry. Absolutely. Wide receivers, Arch value picks. There's a few, few yeah. out there. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. Um, and this is what you're going to have to look for if you're going to go for those expensive running backs. Um, couple that I'm really, you know, bullish on is George Pickens. Um, if you look at those scores, he hasn't done anything yet, so we still get him at 6K. But what we saw, we saw the the catch, obviously. Like, oh, um, phenomenal. And, Just <laughs> phenomenal one-hander. catch. Um, but th- this guy is playing like – you know, he's clearly part of their plans. We're, it's only a matter of time before he breaks out. And so to me, it's nice to get a week early. If we can get in early here against the Jets, like this is a, a great matchup for him to potentially have that breakout that we're sort of hoping to see. Seven um, targets, a lot of air yards last week. Yep. Yep. That's it. I, I think he's someone you, you play, maybe even get a, gets a quarterback upgrade in not too distant future, but obviously he's just got Trubisky this week. But um other than that, we've got Dallas uh, wide receivers, Gallup and Noah Brown. We're seeing the, the targets come their way. They're still sub 7K. Um, I won't talk about too much, but I think they're just, you know, if, let's just list a couple cheap options that are worth, you know, f- helping lineups. Uh, Seals on the Giants. Uh, we were big on him yeah. in the uh, showdown slate against Dallas. Um, he was involved. He is running a lot of routes. They were looking to um, He's six foot three. He could be potentially their best red zone target. And so if Daniel Jones gets things sorted, look for David Seals to actually do something. 6K, why not? You're like, we've seen the last two weeks, he's getting catches. You know, he's, I mean, he was 1K in the showdown. That was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, that was nice. Uh, didn't help me win. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, 
We're close, uh, Arch. We're close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we want to go back to the rookies I'm into, uh, and that's Traylon Burks. We're seeing him get more and more involved with the Tennessee offense. 7.1K is not as cheap as the others, but the targets are there. Um, I think uh, beyond Burks uh, before he breaks out. And one other one which just boggles the mind, if you said to me, you know, last year, hey, week four next year, DJ Moore's going to be 9K, I would have swore at you and never <laughs> spoke to you again and you are not my friend. Like, 9K for DJ Moore, obviously he's broken our hearts. He's broken our hearts. Mainly, you know, I love the tweet going around of um, it was something to do with, you know, DJ Moore needs to get uh, OBJ's dad making him a mixtape of all the times he's overthrown him. Like It's a sad state of Baker Mayfield screwing up this guy. Um, so please give me DJ Moore the talent. Surely, Rowan, surely he hits sometime. Why not against Arizona who, you know, letting yeah. a lot of things happen? That's true. Secondary is poor. What do you reckon yeah. about Sinny uh, JC, Deontay Johnson, free square? What do you think about something like that? Look, I mean, he's 11K. He's coming up against the Jets. So similar arguments to Pickens. I don't mind it at all. He's just getting peppered with targets. He hasn't seen the end zone yet. You could argue that he will see that here. So I don't know if I'd call it a free square, but it's definitely great value. No, for to sure. Me, to me, he's a cash game block, but sure. the ceiling's not there for my, for my GPPs. Yeah. It could be though. I've given him, you know, one more catch, notch a hundred and get a touchdown. And he's, you know, suddenly walking into you yep. know, 20. Yeah, but that points. relies on Trubisky getting to the red zone. That's true. You gotta you gotta think out who you're relying yeah, on. What here. are some good plays at wide receiver? Let's talk well, about cheap. let's talk about let's talk about a premium play of the week. Uh so let's talk about that one. A premium play of the week for week four is C.D. Lamb. He's priced at 13710 which is pretty nice. There's a bit of a cushion going on in the top wide receivers, but let's, let me tell you why C.D. Lamb's you know, going to have a good game. He's third in the NFL for target share at 34%. He is equal third in the NFL for targets. He is fifth in the NFL in air yards. He is coming up against the commanders who give up the third most passing yards per attempt and the fifth most passing yards per game. We know that the commanders are rubbish on defense. So give me all the CD lamb. Cooper rush is going to be looking for him as the first read all the time. So CD lamb is a beautiful play this week. Yeah. Any arguments from you? No, no, no arguments. He's, I mean, he's clearly just growing in that role, isn't he? Role, isn't he? Um, I guess uh, one thing to as well look at is he's pretty much he's priced the same as Devonte Adams, and uh, people aren't going to be able to overlook Devonte Adams at you know sub fourteen k. So I think CD Lamb's going to be at the lower ownership uh, there as well. So I, th- I really like that call. Excellent. Let's quickly talk about tight ends and defenses. If we're going to talk about value at tight end, then Najoku, we talked a bit about Najoku earlier. He's, you know, he's not priced up. He's in the 7K range. It's yep. pretty solid. I look, I'm looking at Robert Tonyan here as a 6,700 uh, tight end. New England have given up the equal most targets uh, to tight ends with nine targets per game. So I'm looking at that going, you know, that's, that's solid. Obviously you've got to, read Mark Andrews into that stat, but Robert Tonyan, you know, Aaron Rodgers has, well, he had that phenomenal year where he caught so many touchdowns. So Green Bay should own this game against New England and Tonyan scoring a touchdown is, you know, that'll pay off. That'll pay off. So Tonyan's nice. I like Everett as well from, from the Chargers. You know, they're coming up against Houston. So rubbish defense and Everett's been a really important part of the puzzle for yep. the LA Chargers, you know, passing game. So Jared Everett as well, I think he's priced up a little bit, but, you know, still decent value there. But what's your best play, Arch? Uh, I mean, obviously it's Mark Andrews, but we've talked about him. Like he's just phenomenal. Like the 50% targets per out run is outrageous last week. Um, but if we, the, I mean, the next uh, couple down in price, TJ Hawkinson, obviously, um, 
Look, I'm off just to Detroit this week in general. I just think that offense is going to struggle without Swift and Amon-Ra if they're out. Um, but Darren Waller, I think, if Renfro's out, I think we see a good return for, you know, 9K. It's almost a value as well. Um, but really, it's Mark Andrews as your premium this week. Speaking of Renfro potentially being out again, Mac Hollins, who went oh, off yeah. for 30 points, is still 6K. Still 6K, Still 6K. So another player to throw into the wide. This is the thing. There are some really cheap wide receivers out there that I think we can get different with those high-end running backs. So I like that a lot. Let's quickly talk about defense. I think at value, you want Houston at 4,000. The Chargers are banged up. Uh, Houston are putting on the eighth highest pressure rate. and They've got 10 sacks on the year. Pretty solid. I'd, I'd be happy to play them. Seattle as well. Detroit. Again, if they're banged up, then to Seattle at 4,400, you know, they're putting on the third highest pressure rate on the quarterback as well. And you kind of, we kind of know what Goff does when he's under pressure and it's not that great. So Seattle as well, I think decent value there. But the best defenses are pretty obvious, aren't they, Arch? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they're priced up. Uh, um, Green Bay against New England are uh, you know the most expensive defense out there which often means they're not going to be owned that much. They're playing against Brian Hoyer. So uh, What a stud. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind a bit of that. Um, obviously a pay up and so it sacrifices other parts of your lineup. Um, Philly against uh, Jacksonville. We've talked about that matchup a little bit here. If you wanted to get off that game and just say, hey, this might just hit the unders and Philly just sort of just control this game. They had nine sacks against Wentz. Like they're going to get to Trevor Lawrence. Let's, you know, their points in the bank. Um, and then if you want to tie that in again, well, who did Philly get those nine sacks against? It was against Washington. Who's playing Washington this week? It's the Dallas Cowboys who had five sacks against Daniel Jones last week. And so look to to see Dallas uh, just get a whole bunch of sacks this week. Turnovers as well, 7K. You're paying up for it, um, but you hope, you know, I think it's worth throwing into your player pool for sure. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. I think we've actually been pretty pro Dallas in this little post matchup section here. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't and feel great. No, it was, I don't like it at all, but, it, you know, <laughs> they're playing Washington, so you got to go there, I think. Anyway. Let's finish off with a bit of a head-to-head lineup yes. build uh, that we like to do here. I'm going to throw Lamar Jackson into our quarterback position and I'm going to throw Mike Andrews into tight end because I just think it's super, super safe. Should I think we bring Draft back? Stars makes that happen automatically uh, this week. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, yeah. so are, are you, you sure you don't want to play Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews? Yeah, that's right. Uh, who are we bring it back with? It's head to head, so you don't have to. But I mean, it's, it's Buffalo and obviously, Baltimore. Obviously, Diggs is the main play here. Um, it, but we're, what we're doing, we're chewing up a lot of salary here. There's a lot of salary there. Um, we potentially could, a lot of ownership. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I guess we're head to head here, so we want to so sort of matter. lock in the 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 volume here. Mackenzie maybe a little bit too thin for for cash. Um, probably yeah, probably happy with that. Yeah. Um, should we try to get a bit cheaper on defense? We talked about Jamal Williams as one of your favorite cash running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just chug Chuck Houston in for yeah. our defense. And in terms of yeah, cash running backs, I'm going to look here and go Jamal Williams. And look, Herbert was probably the guy that I'd really like, but we talked about Nick Chubb. We can't not put Nick oh, Chubb yeah. here in Please. our lineup, that's for sure. Who's the cheap wide receiver that you'd like to go to in cash? Like if there's yep. a 6K receiver that you like out of those ones we mentioned, who's your favorite? I mean, Matt Collins is um, obviously if we're in froze still. I mean, it's concussion. So, you, I mean, you kind of expect him to come back, don't we? You think so. But so let's say he does come back. Who else do we like? Do you want to go Pickens? Uh, we talked about the the Washington cheap receivers. I'm pretty happy to go. Oh, I'd be happy to go Pickens or or I don't know. Yeah. Noah Brown's been consistent. Maybe Noah Brown. Yeah, Noah Brown's just involved, isn't he? He is. Yeah, I guess the fear though with Noah Brown is if Gallup's back. Of course, which we haven't that is seen yet. No, and, that's and right. I think potentially if he's back, you maybe we just swap, do a swap. Well, that's right. Put in the most expensive guy, and then we swap it down if you 
if you're feeling like your gallop's going to be yep. the one with all the snaps. Yeah, so uh, what have we, we got? got? We've got 11K for the rest yep, of the 11K. way. Okay, that's right. Do we put in Derrick Henry in, in our flex? Like, are we looking at him as a really good cash play? With yeah, lots I of do like Derrick Henry. Yeah, and then gives us 10K yep. to play with here. And oh, no, I like Drake London as a cash Ooh, yeah. play. Like, oh, this just, just picked itself. It did, didn't it? There you go, everyone. There's a there's a cash lineup for you. Uh, we might even throw that in a couple of heads to heads. Who knows? Find us in the Draft Stars lobby. Now, we didn't mention, once again, No, we didn't TFL, mention a lot of things. Yeah, TFL contest, TFL podcast contest is up in the Draft Stars lobby. And you can use the link bit.ly slash TFL week four. We'd love to take you on mm. uh, as well. But otherwise, of course, gamble responsibly. One hundred eight three eight one hundred. Um, Arch, it's been it's been fun. I'm really looking forward to week four. It's going to be great. Yep, absolutely. Obviously, if you're still watching, if you're on YouTube, love you to hit the subscribe button. We'd love to see our subscribers go up. So uh, it really helps the pot out if you like and subscribe. Maybe even chuck a comment in. Get involved. We'd love to talk to you a little bit more. Hundred percent. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Bye bye.